Doctoring Minnesota death certificates? The Centers for Disease Control is accused of leaving out some critical COVID vaccine information. We are digging through the data with the researcher exposing the error next. Aaron Hertz is his name. He does some incredible work on Substack. We'll say he is safely in another state uh, to pull back the curtain on Minnesota death certificates. But Aaron, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Uh, Thanks for having me. Let's start there, though, with uh, where people can find your work and how you even ended up uh, stumbling upon this uh, Minnesota uh, death certificate data, Aaron. I write on Substack under the name Ashmedai. So you could just go to ashmedai.substack.com. That's spelled A-S-H-M-E-D-A-I dot substack dot com. I got the Minnesota death certificates because um, I was working with with John Bodwin. So he's the guy who I think got the death certificates from Massachusetts. So he's probably the first one to get death certificates from anywhere in the U.S. to try to do like a granular analysis. So when I saw that he got them from Massachusetts, I tried to get uh, I filed like public records requests with like 25 or so states to try to get their death certificates. So one gave them to me, which was Vermont. So then that's I got connected with, with Bodwin um, over that. And then someone else got the Minnesota death certificate sometime later, and Bodwin connect, made like a little group of a few of us who were working on this. So that's how I got, got a chance to go through the Minnesota death certificates. And Aaron, when was it for you that you started to question even the COVID narrative, why you began to, to spend so much time uh, digging through this data? Um, that was right away fr- from the beginning. There was a disconnect between like, like the facts on the ground, such as they were, and what was being parroted by like the establishment. I mean, I, I remember right at the beginning, like they're taking China at their word, which is like crazy. The WHO was was uh, I think they they initially said the the case fatality rate, or the I think they they phrased it as the infection fatality rate at, at the time also was something like three or four percent, which was nuts. Like it's it's a known thing in epidemiology that you're that at the start of like a new disease or something, you're not gonna you're only going to initially capture like the really severe cases that show up in hospitals. Then you're going to miss all the less severe cases. So that they're pretending like the denominator only included the ones that were the really severe cases that are showing up to get medical treatment, which was also like obviously ridiculous. Um, then I think the, the, the straw that really just like broke the camel's back for me, like made it clear beyond the reasonable doubt was, was, uh, there was in Italy when they were started to make a whole big, like a ruckus about Italy, the whole like country was falling apart. And then, I remember this Bloomberg article came out like a, like pretty quickly uh, that they, they sampled some researchers. They took a random sample, I think something like 18% of the deaths, and they found that 99% of them, I think there would be, they maybe found one death that was below 70, and they all had like comorbidities, like an average of like more than three, I think. So at that point, it was obvious the whole, that there was a lot of um, dishonesty and going on. So then from there, just like snowballed. I mean, the journey was, my, my journey to, to here is like so many like rant, fortuitous events is like be crazy to go through it. Yeah, well, you're, as I said, doing doing incredible work on, on Substack. Mm-hmm. And, and there you write, there's a, a glaring need for analysis that goes beyond pithy bumper stickers and empty talking points. And that goes beyond the superficial positions that are frequently espoused without any regard for their lack of substance, especially for anything related to COVID. That's in the about section oh, wow. there. But really from face masks to mm-hmm. vaccine injuries, I know you uh, cover a lot when it comes to what the, the data really says. 
Yeah, I, I try to like um, write about things where I see there's a lack of um, a resource or information about something that I could do. I, um, I think a lot of people there's there's so because there's so few like competent experts on our side. There's a lot of room for like people without any background, like myself. I don't have any academic background, but there's a lot of room for people who are like reasonably intelligent could could like really contribute. Like I, I just like most of what I what I write or, or do. It's just I come across things and I to myself like I wish that somebody would have put together X like okay why can't I do it so sometimes I I could and you're obviously very good with uh, figuring out figuring out the numbers and um, how to how to make sense of all of them and that leads us to this I would call pretty disturbing story uh, involving Minnesota death certificates but you found that the CDC is actually leaving out COVID vaccine information on death certificates. And you go as far as to label the CDC the Centers for Data Concealment. Uh, but tell us about how you, uh, what, what you found when it comes to this uh, Minnesota information. To explain like the, a little bit of background so people can understand what we're talking about. Um, when, a, when a coroner, doctor, whoever's filling out a death certificate, one of the major things they fill out are, is the causes of death. So there are different like types that are not really important for us, like how they, but the the point being that they write down if a person had like they 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 stipulate what like the thing that actually killed the person, underlying they they put in like if there were a chain of events like the person had like I don't know like uh, had like um some like heart disease that led to a heart attack with the cardiac arrest they'll put that all in the sequence of events of how the person died, and if a person had any underlying conditions that contributed to um I guess the the overall demise of the patient. Those will go also on the, on the death certificate as like um, contributing conditions in part two. Um, so the CDC um, gets the death, death, all the death certificates are filed with the, the states, transmitted to, to the CDC. One of the things the CDC does is that they apply, um, there's a, they apply um, like official like medical codes to all the causes of death, which makes it useful for like data purposes or epidemiological purposes, instead of having to parse through all the different like 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 tens of thousands of doctors, different like like um, style and language and so on, they standardize it into using a what's called now we're on ICD-10. It's a hierarchical system of codes that base that refer to all manner of medical conditions. So the CDC applies these codes to for all the causes of death listed on every death certificate. So what um, we found was that there's okay so, so there's there's there are a couple of of ICD codes. Um, the offhand is uh, T88.1 and Y59.0 that are used, that could be used for like general, like adverse events or reactions to a vaccine. So if a death certificate spells out somewhere as a cause of death, vaccine reaction or vaccine side effect, then it had, then the death certificate should contain at least one of those ICD codes. So what we discovered is that the CDC, I think we found nine total death certificates were that had that explicitly mentioned the COVID vaccine and the CDC only applied one of the ICD codes for vaccine injury to two of them and left it out from the other seven. So bottom line, they're leaving out this, this coding information and it, it, it seems quite curious as, as, as to why, but talk about that first, um, that first document you have um, when it, or the, the first uh, death certificate you have there in, in your article and what that, what that shows, Aaron. Yeah. The first one I, I featured in the sub stack. So the person on the death certificate, the, the, the doctor put down for underlying causes, COVID vaccine, second dose, 10 hours prior to death, comma, 
history of COVID infection, May 2020. This person died January 5th, 2021. So on the death certificate, the CDC put on U071 for COVID, right? Even though the connection of the COVID infection resolved months ago to the death of this patient is tenuous at best, that got onto the death certificate. However, the CDC did not put an ICD code for COVID vaccine second dose that happened 10 hours prior to the guy dropping dead. To me, that this highlighted not just like the fraudulent element in, in omitting the um, ICD code for COVID vaccine injury, but a, a such a like um, double standard or just hypocrisy that the CDC is on the death certificates. So resolved COVID infections that likely have nothing to do with, with the death are getting put on the, on the death certificate because, well, he had the COVID infection just because he had it. So that was enough to to put it on. But a vaccine injury or, or the vaccine dose that was taken 10 hours before death that was identified by the coroner or whoever filled it out, which which is supposed to reflect their best judgment when filling out the death certificate that they think it did contribute to the death, that was left off. Yeah, that 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 seems uh, striking. And then let's jump to another example you have, Aaron, where the CDC made a second error by putting a code for accidental gunshot uh, in, in a death certificate that you write about? Yeah, so there was another one where the text of the death certificate reads, other causes, acute myocardial infarction and recent COVID booster shot. So not only did the CDC fail to um, put the an ICD code for the COVID booster shot, they also labeled the underlying cause of death which is the um, on the death certificate, the, the cause of death that initiates like the chain of events clinically that kills the patient is considered the underlying cause of death. Like if you got shot and then you bled to death, so then the underlying cause of death would be the gunshot wound. But so over here what the CDC did is they said the underlying cause of death, they put on W34, which is for accidental gunshots. It simply is no basis in reality whatsoever. And we know that for a fact in this case, because someone, the person who got the death certificates knows the family and, and was, and has, and was told the family and knows all the information about this particular death. So could definitely confirm the person was not shot. So that verifies that that information for sure. I'm I'm curious, what's it like for you uh, again and again, um, you know, t- to see this in in these examples, and you know, ultimately, what do you think is going on here, Aaron? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Other thing I noticed, like there, there are only seven, uh, I think, examples of death certificates where the CDC omitted a vaccine injury from the causes of death, but I noticed there's another whole bunch, uh, maybe like twenty, thirty, maybe more where the death certificate actually identifies a breakthrough COVID infection as a cause of death. So there is an ICD code for what's called infection following immunization. So I, that, I'm not, it's hard to define like whether that technically, I'm not sure if that technically covers infection with, a, with an unrelated disease after vaccination, but it definitely covers an infection, a breakthrough infection of the disease or virus vaccinated against following vaccination. So any breakthrough infect COVID infection that's listed as a cause of death should be getting, uh, which should be getting this code, I think T88.1. So there's not a single death certificate in all of Minnesota that has the T88.1 code for breakthrough infection, even though I found a whole bunch that definitely that, that document the breakthrough COVID infection as a cause of death. So you see in the beginning that death certificates are, are mentioning a COVID vaccine, but then you notice that that begins uh, to change a bit? One of the things I noticed about um, these death certificates were that they were there were two things that stood out. One is that they were all predominantly within like the first few months of 2021. And the second is that the average age was above 80. I think the youngest one was 65. So it seems that firstly, 
um, coroners were told or not to identify the COVID vaccine on death certificates anymore at some point, probably around like June, July. Um, and secondly, I think it's striking that all these people were seniors. So people associate like the vaccine deaths a lot more with younger people. It's a lot more visible and more obvious if like a 25 year old athlete like drops dead. Yeah. We we hear that again and again, they're dying suddenly. I mean, that's kind of been the, the catchphrase in all of this. Right. right. But, it, but if uh, they vaccinated a nursing home and then a bunch of the nursing home residents die, it's like, Oh yeah, they were like the average like uh, lifespan in a nursing home or the average stay, I think is like something like five or six months. And the vast majority, they only depart upwards, you know? So no one, it's it, no one noticed. It's not something that people typically pay attention to, or will or are willing to openly associate with the vaccine. Um, there, there, there is some, I think, decent evidence that, that other evidence pointing to um, vaccine deaths in seniors. I think there was a in Norway they conducted a bunch of autopsies. I think they random like a, about a hundred or so um, nursing home residents. I think that that died just in short proximity after getting a vaccination, and then they concluded about I think ten percent of them were probably killed by the vaccine. It's hard to extrapolate like as a, any sort of like the, uh, a rate of like our health. And this is just from these death certificates, only seven of them. So. And that, that was sort of my question too. Do we even know what we don't know, you know, what, what the final numbers look like? There are many different like the sources of data that are all are suggestive of different um, estimates of like the vaccine carnage. One of the things we could do with the death certificates overall, like, broadly speaking, is we could, is we could find like, um, patterns in like excess mortality and like for for example like in minnesota um like i found i wrote an article about this i found like there's a there's a bit of an increase in like falls and, like especially like in, in younger people it's like there's i think the number of people who had fatal falls down the stairs basically tripled from the pre-pandemic average um to 20 to 2022 so that's clearly so i think that is very possibly um Cause, I think, well, if you have a stroke and then you fall, right, it's very, you know, you can't, you're blacked out. You're not going to, like, break your fall. So it's very reasonable, like, you hit your head hard. So that could lead to, like, a, you know, that which could lead to, like, a very severe concussion or, like, intracranial bleeding and so on. Other, or whatever, like, the types of injuries that come with physical trauma like that. So if you have a bunch of the vaccine causes a bunch of strokes and then some of these people just fall down on their faces. Like you see some of these on Twitter sometimes they have like once in a while you see like one of these videos where somebody just like standing there and they go and they and they you know. So that so something like that, so you see like tripling in twenty twenty two. So that that it's reason that's a reasonable hypothesis that that's at least in part caused by the vaccines. And that's a good point. When you're not speaking the same language and the codes are left out, it leaves out a, a pretty a big piece of the, the puzzle here. As far as I can tell, there isn't there. I haven't seen any like a general pattern in the like broader like data, just aggregating all the deaths that suggests the CDC is like systematically monkeying around with with different causes of death. Also, I don't think they, they even if they wanted to, they, I don't think they could do it on, on a large scale because most they, they deal with like almost three now in, in the pandemic years, it's like three point three or four million deaths a year. So they're just doing it by using it's mostly done with an algorithm. And if and the deaths that the algorithm has trouble trying to figure out, like how to classify something. So they have like a few like uh, um, professional staff that their job is to basically sort the, to apply code manually, but I think I, I do think that we need to audit the entire um, the, the entire all the death certificates and have somebody 
like have like a sophisticated AI compare the text that the text causes of death to what the CDC is putting down, because it is it is possible that there there are more subtle things the CDC is doing. That's what I kind of wanted to um, ask as as we come to a close with our, our conversation here, Aaron. What are the implications? Uh, of this, in your opinion, when it comes to the CDC, the agency, you know, we are supposed to, to trust to, to give us the truth. I think it's safe to say the CDC's credibility has been irrevocably destroyed at this point. Um, I saw a MedPage article a couple of days ago uh, be- like bemoaning the loss, trying to, like, I think some op trying to explain like how, offer advice, how the CDC could restore its tattered reputation. Um, I, I think it's best if we just abolish it altogether at this point. There's no, there's no, uh, I mean, whatever the, the few core functions that you could make a case that there is legitimate need for, like, like maybe like rare disease research or something that they're keep, or keeping some of these samples for whatever purposes, that you could transfer to a different government agency. But the CDC and, and the bureaucracy and the staff have been like, um, they've been obviously, they've been politicized, they've been taken over, they've been, once they folded to the corruption and to the politicization, so you you can never trust this, those people ever again. So the whole agency probably should just be shut down. And I will mention that Alpha News did reach out to a CDC spokesperson for comment uh, on this issue. We have yet to hear back. But Aaron Hertz, thank you so much for your work. A reminder to subscribe and, and tell us the name of your Substack one more time. Um, it's at ashmedai.substack.com. Wonderful. Keep up the good work. We appreciate it, my friend. Yeah, thanks so much. And that will do it for this episode of Liz Collin Reports. We'll see you next time.